Sunday edition of the In the Money podcast. Hello, everybody. Tom Leach here along with Jim Goodman, Keeneland's Director of Wagering Development, as we close out the week with a nine-race card. That means the late pick four will start in race six. It's a claiming race, essentially non-winners of three lifetime, fillies and mares three and up, and they will go seven furlongs on the main track. Who do you like? I like two horses here, and I couldn't separate them, so I was trying to find a single for the pick four, but... Uh, fire on time looks like she should go off as a favorite here. Dale Romans has won a couple races already. He's been kind of cold before the Keeneland meet, but he's getting cranked up a little bit. Uh, this horse gets Talamo, comes off a $2,000 optional claimer at Gulfstream where she led to the stretch and then gave it up. But, uh, looks like she might be the controlling speed in here. I'm also going to use Fabricate, uh, on the outside, uh, with Irad Ortiz. Uh, she's shown ability to get to the front as well and won a seven furlong race at Gulfstream by seven links, uh, two back. So moving up in class to 50,000, but it looks like she fits as well. I couldn't see anything else in here that would challenge those two. Um, uh, I'm going to, I don't know if you can make any money by boxing them or not, but the Turfway horses have run well here, but this Myra, the one horse for Philip Sims, the numbers are a little bit light, but if you go back to, Indiana Grand, and now called Horseshoe in Indianapolis, um, ran an 82 buyer on the dirt. So she might fit as well. But I'm going to stick with those two. Fire on time is my pick. I ended up finding a price in here to take a swing with because I like the two you mentioned. Uh, my initial thought was to uh, fabricate on top of fire on time. But I went back and looked at Blossom Road and ended up taking that one on top to try to hit a price here. Uh, Fairground Shippers into the claiming ranks, uh, I think, uh, are usually a good place to start. And, uh, she's the only one that comes off the fairground circuit. Uh, she got claimed by Michelle Lovell. She's a good trainer. Claimed the horse, ran him, uh, ran her long, didn't work. Ran her long on the grass. That didn't work. So that last time she put her back sprinting, had a little bit of a troubled trip now. She's back in another sprint race. Uh, they're putting blinkers on. She showed speed in the past. I think she'll show a lot more speed than it looks like in her recent races. And if she does, that's what you, where you want to be in these seven furlong races is not too far off the lead. And I think she'll have a, a great spot and maybe can upset them. I, di- I just wasn't that high on Fabricate and Fire on Time. They, they look best on paper, but I'm a little leery of both Fire on Time, a little drop in class off a layoff. And so just a little... I wasn't all in on either one of those two, so I ended up looking for a price and kind of found my way to Blossom Road. Uh, the and if you want to, I'm going to go one more deeper when we get to the pick four, and I threw in spiteful uh, charge just because uh, she has run well before here. The seventh race is a turf sprint, five and a half furlongs, four and up. I think Maven's going to be real hard to beat in here for Wesley Ward. He's going for the training title. And he's done great work in the turf sprints, as he always does. And this horse is two for two here and uh, really ran big here last fall. And I think she's going to be awfully tough. Uh, natural powers worth a look. I think she was in too tough against Maven's stable made Golden Pal. This is a much easier spot than, she, uh, than uh, he found natural power in the Shaker Town. Had won two in a row before. And I talked to the trainer, Jeff Hiles, for an interview for Sunday's Today at Keeneland show. And he said uh, Natural Power likes it uh, with a little more firm ground than he found on opening weekend. So uh, it's been a, a hot, uh, mostly dry week. And uh, I think he'll find firmer ground than he did on opening weekend. And maybe that'll help uh, Natural Power a little bit. 
If you want to go deeper, turned aside, ran a 96 in a grade two last fall. And then uh, Bodenheimer, if that one can get back to his two-year-old form, when he won here, he could be dangerous. Um, so I think it's you know worth, if you want to go deeper, taking a look at that one. But uh, that's how I have race seven. How about you? You know, I liked Maven when I first looked at this race, but I went back and looked at his race um, at Keeneland. He broke through the gate last October, and you just kind of wiped that one out. But then going back to Saratoga, he didn't run that great in listed stakes. The best race he ever had was at Keeneland on a good turf course uh, back in April of last year, and I think it's going to be more firm um, on Sunday. We haven't had any rain for about four days, amazingly, and um, so I think he's going to catch a firm course. So I'm going to use him, and I'm going to try to get a price in this one, just like you did the last time. And I, I think turned aside is very interesting in here. It has shown ability to run uh, on a little bit of an off course. Maybe this horse has the same problem, but a 102 buyer back in November of, of 2020 and then ran that 96 you mentioned in a grade two at Woodbine on a yielding course. So Luis Saez has cost me some money this time by leaving him out. I may leave him out on this one. Uh, Mr. Hustle going to use for Mike Maker and Gaffione. Going to use seven cents for Brad Cox with three consecutive buyers in the mid-90s at five and a half or five furlongs at Fairgrounds in uh, Sam Houston. And I'm also going to take a price swing here with Oceanic for uh, Jordan Blair. I think Lake Peru has a chance here to get a, a fairly easy lead. This horse has a lot of gate speed and may hang, hang on. Um, so I'm going to go deep in this one. I'm uh, going to play against Maven, and I'm going to pick Turn to Side, a 10-to-1 morning line. Eighth race is a maiden event for three-year-olds going the about seven furlong distance, so it's seven furlongs and a little more. Who you like? I do not have a clue. <laughs> I'm, I'll be the first one to admit this one. you got a bunch of first-time starters. Uh, the one that looks best, I think, of the ones that have run uh, is Anarchist, but... Uh, He's only been out one time at Tampa. You kind of worry about those Tampa races being the quality that you need to survive here at Keeneland. So uh, I have to go deep. i got to use guest speaker on the outside for Cox and Ortiz. going to use B-Doc for Doug O'Neill, shipping in from the West Coast. Kingmaker for Ron Moquette. Uh, Ron hasn't won one yet with a limited stable, and he always has his horses ready to run. Luis Saez takes them out. Exact estimate for Chad Brown and Flavian Pratt. Got to use that one. And I'm going to throw in uh, John Dyer comes up with a live horse every once in a while. And I'm going to throw in uh, Kentucky Miss, the one horse, at 20 to 1 morning line. So I will have a clue in this one. I think you could justify going all, but I'm going to go, I think, six deep in the pick four. If guest speaker runs back to that last race, I think he could be very tough. Condemn, who won that race, uh, is in uh, on Saturday as we tape this. So you can. Uh, take a look at how Condemn runs in a tougher, much tougher spot, but nevertheless, if Condemn were to run well, that would uh, upgrade guest speaker second off the layoff for Brad Cox. So that's who I have on top. I took exact estimate second uh, just because it's Chad Brown and Flavian Pratt, and I don't have a strong opinion on anybody else, but um, I don't think that Chad's firsters on the dirt are usually uh, cranked up here, but we'll see. Certainly, uh, you don't want to get beat by him, so you want him on your ticket. B-Doc and Kingmaker were the other two that I'm going to use, so we're kind of on the same horses there other than uh, I'm not using the uh, the price play, so that would certainly jazz up the uh, the late pick four if you could hit that one. 
The ninth is the wrap-up to the Keeneland Turf Pick 3, which starts in race five. It's a second-level allowance for Phillies and Mayors four and up. Ended up taking Petricor for Mott and Rosario, the two-horse. Horse was second in Group 3 company in France. Took that one mainly because Abscond has, the, on paper, the class edge, but just a little scared off by that two for 16. Uh, Keneally Barnes been doing really well, and uh, again, the class edge might, might be the trick, but I was just a little scared off by that two for 16 in the win column. And then uh, Amici has uh, some good speed, and I don't know if there's a lot of that in here, and so maybe could clear off and take them wire to wire. So Shavreed Rowe had a, a nice winner on Friday. So uh, I'm going to take that one on my ticket as well. How about you in race nine? Well, I think if I'm alive here, I think I've got a really good chance at pick four because I'm going to use Petrocor uh, as well, and I'm going to use Abscond as the backup. Uh, Abscond looks like the winner on paper. Uh, nobody comes close to that 93 buyer in the Gold of Cova and the 97, the First Lady at Keeneland last year at 96 at Kentucky Down. So uh, if you go on speed figures, uh, Abscond is a standout here. Um, but she's, you know, but all since February, she hasn't run that well the last couple races at fairgrounds. So maybe she's not what she was as a four-year-old. So a five-year-old season may not turn out well, but I think uh, a little bit of a layoff and Keneally has been hot here at Keeneland. So Scond is my pick, but I'm going to use Petricor just in case this uh, filly is live for Belmont and Joel Rosario, but taking a stand with a two and a nine and a pick four. So my pick four ticket, I'm going to start with two, three, five, seven. Hope to catch uh, Blossom Road on the front end. I'm just going to go two deep. We're going to have a much different second leg. I'm just going with two and ten, then two, three, four, eleven, then two, nine, ten in the last leg. $48 ticket for me on Sunday. How about you? Well, we are different. We use some of the same horses, but playing it different. Uh, I'm, I'm going to take a stand with the two, seven in the first leg. Go deep in the second leg where you only use two. So one, two, six, seven, eight. With one, two, three, four, seven, eleven, with two, nine. So two by five by six by two is a sixty dollar ticket. Jim, before we close this out, uh, want to talk a little bit about contests uh, as we tape this on Saturday for the Sunday card. You're preparing for the uh, Grade One gamble, where uh, a lot of big players from all over the country are taking part. But on Friday, you had uh, a contest for players who wanted to get in at a, a much smaller level, and you had a couple of interesting stories come out of that. Tell me about them. We did. We had 168 players, uh, all here on track. Uh, it's a $400 buy-in with a 250 live bankroll. So the person who won it uh, had two entries. He blew his first entry on some of the race, but he kept his entire $250 uh, and bet it on Shannon's nose in the last race at 24 to 1. So came up with well over $6,000 in his bankroll, which he keeps. $2,600 for winning the contest, plus a $10,000 BCBC entry. So he turned 250 bucks into twenty grand on a 24-to-1 shot to win the tournament. The woman who finished third in the contest and won a, a seat in the National Handicappers Championship in Las Vegas, that woman named Jessica Newman from Kansas. She came in with two friends who are tournament regulars. Jessica Newman lives in Kansas. This is her first live money bankroll tournament, and it's the first time she ever set foot on a live racetrack. She had never seen a thoroughbred run live. She finished third in the tournament and cashed it for an NHC spot. Uh, by hitting the last race again, she bet $100 on the 
on uh, Shannon in the last race at 24 to 1. So that's a wonderful story. She was jumping up and down and just thrilled. I couldn't <laughs> believe that she won a tournament in her very first trip to a racetrack. That's cool. She's hooked. She is now hooked for life, I guarantee you. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, one other note on the Sunday card, if you're going out to the track at Keeneland, uh, it is military day, and that's always uh, a fun day and a very moving day to honor those men and women who have served our country. And I think it's after race four they have the unfurling of a uh, massive American flag on the track. And that is one of the, the coolest moments of uh, the season. So uh, that's if you're heading out to the track on Sunday, or if you're watching on simulcast, you'll probably see the, uh, the shot of the flag being unfurled at least. But uh, hopefully you can uh, get out on Sunday and uh, help pay tribute to those people who have served our country or are serving our country. Best of luck with your plays on the Sunday card. For Jim Goodman, I'm Tom Leach. That's the In the Money podcast for KeelanSelect.com.